Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it will encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with us further, our website is revivalnow.com, and you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. We have the Revival Now app that you can download at your Play Store, and if you use Roku, you can find us on Creo TV. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Hi, welcome to Spiritual Talk. I'm Dan Steep, and this episode's being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email infoforvalara at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me for part two of the episode entitled Seven Types of Giving in the Bible and the, the corresponding blessing or the, the blessing that they uh, bring about or invoke. We spent some time in the first episode uh, just laying a foundation for biblical giving and blessing in Scripture, uh, and then we began to talk about these seven types of giving in the Bible. The first one is the tithe. I, I won't spend time in this episode, but uh, if you if you need to get some information about tithing, there's some great content in the previous episode, in part one of this episode. So um, go back and you, you can catch some great um, scriptural foundation for tithing in the Bible. We're going to pick up where we left off from the last episode, talking about the offering. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8, the Apostle Paul says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. So this is talking about the offering. What is an offering? An offering is anything above the tithe. The tithe is set by the Lord, 10%. With the offering, you get to set the amount. So God sets the tithe, but you set the offering. And when the Apostle Paul was talking about the offering, he's saying that if you sow sparingly or if you give sparingly, you'll... you'll receive sparingly. If you sow or give bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. And he says that God is able to make not some grace, all grace abound towards you. That you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And the context of this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is giving. It is, is an offering that he's talking about. You see, the, the offering or the tithe is set by the Lord, 
And the offering is set by you. So that means that the offering represents your heart. And Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the offering represents your heart. Jesus taught out of the offering in, in, the, in the New Testament, in the Gospels, in Mark 12 and Luke 21. He talked about, he taught about this woman uh, who's commonly called the widow with two mites. She had these two coins, and he noticed her gift, her offering. He said, all these other people, they gave out of their abundance, but this woman, out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. There's a principle in giving that before God gives it to you or gets the blessing to you, he has to be able to get it through you. Just like he, he got it through this woman in the offering in Mark 12 and Luke 21. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. That's getting it through you and getting it to you. And understanding that the purpose of getting it to you is actually to get it through you. God told Abraham he was blessed to be a blessing, and we are the children of Abraham. We're blessed not to store it up for ourselves, but for it to pass through us to meet the needs of others. Luke 6.38, given it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it will be poured into your lap. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Here's a reality. God does not need my money. He doesn't need your money. But I need an open window over my life. And that's what God promised in Malachi chapter 3. He would throw open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing greater than I have the ability to contain. And he promises to rebuke the devourer. So the offering in many ways is for protection. But the, or the tithe is, is for protection in many ways, but the offering is for production. Give and it will be given to you. With the same measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. I need an open window over my life. I need God's blessing. I need His abundance, His provision in my life in order to accomplish what He's called me to accomplish. And so I honor Him with the tithe and with the offering. Number three, third type of giving in the Bible is first fruit giving. First fruit giving. A couple of scriptures. First one from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. The first fruit brings a, an overflowing, an abundant supply. And we're told to honor the Lord not only with our possessions, but with the first fruits of all of our increase. 
Ezekiel 44 says, The best of all first fruits of any kind and every sacrifice of any kind from all your sacrifices shall be the priests. Also, you shall give to the priest the first of your ground meal to cause a blessing to rest on your house. So it is a biblical principle not only to honor God, but additionally to honor men of God. And anytime in Scripture we talk about men of God, we're talking about women of God, people of God. So an example of a first fruit could be this. If you receive a raise, then you bring the first fruit of your, that's your increase. The first fruit of your increase is the first check, first paycheck that you receive a raise in, that increase, all of your raise in that check is taken, it's given to the Lord. In this case, from what the Bible says specifically, is to be given to the priests. So you bring it to a minister, a real minister, someone who's doing the work of God, not, not just someone that you're related to, but someone who is, uh, is biblically sound, is prioritizing winning the lost, and is putting God first in their ministry. Bring it to a real minister doing real work for God. And when you do that, you're showing God that you understand that it's not your own hands that are bringing you wealth. It's Him bringing wealth into your hand. Fourth type of giving in the Bible is almsgiving, or the giving of alms, A-L-M-S. Almsgiving is giving to the poor. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 27 says, He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. So we're not to turn our back on the poor, on those who have needs. And we even have a promise from Proverbs 28, 27, you'll never lack if you give to the poor. Now, there are some different types of giving. So obviously, you need to make sure that you're honoring God with his tithe. But you also, there's another blessing that is invoked when we give to the poor. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, verse, 30, verse 3, Matthew 6, 3, Jesus said, I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. When you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Now, some people take from this scripture that, um, actually, I, I was thinking about uh, the concept of tithe, and that's not what we're talking about right now. So, it's not wrong to give in public. For example, David gave publicly, Solomon, Barnabas, in Acts chapter 4. It, they were leading by example, and it was uh, something, a corporate offering, which is to say uh, the whole congregation or the whole nation of Israel. Um, so it's not wrong to give in public when you're leading by example, but it's wrong to give to be seen by men from the motive of receiving the praise from men. So the Bible, specifically when we're talking about uh, giving to the poor, he's saying when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. What, what he's saying is the reason that, that Jesus is instructing us 
uh, about our giving to the poor being done privately is to protect the dignity of the poor. To protect the dignity of the person that you're helping. It's, it's not easy to ask for help. It's not easy to receive help. It, it, it hurts one's pride. And it even causes more injury when other people are looking on, perhaps with judgment. Um, and so Jesus is instructing us to give to the poor privately to protect the dignity of the person that you're helping. Because prosperity is not God meeting your needs. It's God empowering you to meet the needs of those around you and even to meet the needs of your nation. We have all kinds of what we call welfare or entitlement programs in the United States but they don't seem to solve anything. They don't really lift a person out of the situation they're in. In fact, many would argue that they're designed to uh, keep the person living in that constant cycle of need and dependency. But you, God wants you to be blessed to the extent that you meet the needs of your nation. What if the church, what if God's people took seriously the scriptural ad admonition to give to those in need. I believe we would see people lifted out of poverty on a whole different level than, than what is possible through government programs. When you give to the poor, it's not a humanitarian project. It's a biblical act of giving. It's a divinely inspired act that actually releases blessing into your life to be able to do more and give more and help more people. In Psalm chapter 41, verses 1 to 3, there's a blessing, multiple blessings that come upon the person who gives to the poor. Psalm 41, verses 1 through 3, blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him from trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness and sustain him on his sickbed. It's a sevenfold promise. God will honor you as you honor and help the poor. The fifth type of giving in the Bible is sacrificial giving. Sacrificial giving. There's a story, an account in, in Matthew chapter 26, verses 6 through 13. It says, When Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not always have. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, 
what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. She gave a sacrificial offering, this fragrant oil, this expensive perfume, this, this oil was poured out upon Jesus. It, it was worth, it had a value of over a, one year's wages. That's a lot of money. It was a sacrificial gift. If you can imagine giving a gift equal to one year's wages, that is giving on a whole different level. And Jesus said that, that she's blessed because of it. Wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be told as a memorial to her. So when is an offering a sacrifice? Some people would argue that, that uh, the tithe is a sacrifice, but it's really the Lord's, and we're just returning to Him what it's His. When is something a sacrifice? When it's beyond your best. Think about Abraham sacrificing Isaac on the altar. His willingness. It's a supreme, no one wants to think about or can even imagine offering a child as a sacrifice like Abraham was willing to do with Isaac. But that's the best illustration of a, a, a sacrificial gift. It's, it's beyond your best. It's oftentimes all that you have. It is a sacrifice. More than a year's wages. You might even say that a sacrificial gift, it's not a sacrificial gift unless there are some tears involved. It hurts. But remember this. Now, now, now this woman was... Um, accused of doing a, an unwise, a wasteful, uh, a wasteful thing. They 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 were indignant that this this should have been sold and the money given to the poor. But remember this: what the devil calls waste, God calls worship. And Jesus told them to leave this woman alone. This sacrificial gift was an act of worship on her part. And Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So a sacrificial gift comes from the heart. And it invokes supernatural blessing. Number six, the sixth type of giving in the Bible is honoring a man of God. In, this case, in today's context, honoring a man or woman of God. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, it's the story of the Shunammite woman and the blessing that she brought into the prophet Elijah's life. It says that she said to her husband, look, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed in there for him, and a table and a chair and a lampstand. 
So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. This is honoring a man of God. And this act of honoring a man of God triggered a blessing that money could not buy. When you bless a man of God, God sees it, and he will see to it that he blesses you. There's a principle in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 8, that what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Let me just read that from Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 8. Ephesians 6, verse 8. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Hallelujah. God takes who you honor very seriously. This Shunammite woman, she had a a tremendous need. She, She didn't have a son, any child. And God blessed her with a child because she blessed the man of God. God takes who you honor seriously. He pays attention. Matthew 25, 40, And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So, Honor your pastor, no matter what. Whether you agree with everything your pastor does or not, make sure you honor the people of God. Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers. Honor the man of God. That is the sixth uh, form of biblical giving In the Bible. The last one, number seven, partnering with a traveling ministry. Partnering with a traveling ministry. In Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, now it came to pass afterward that he, being Jesus, went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and a certain woman, certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. They partnered with Jesus in his traveling ministry. In Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul singles out the Philippian believers as the only ones who partnered with him the only ones who supported his ministry. And he said that the same God who supplied him would supply them. In in Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all of your, your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. This Shunammite woman, I'm, I'm going back to the Shunammite woman 
who honored a man of God. You think about her, you can think about the woman who gave a sacrificial gift of costly oil that she anointed Jesus with. You think about these women who, who sustained Jesus in his, in his ministry. Right? The Shunammite woman's son, or the Shunammite woman's blessing from Elijah, she received a son a year later. That son died and was brought back to life. She was given a notice of a coming famine. And after the famine, her property was restored. In her example, and in every example of people who honored the man of God, who, who partnered with a traveling ministry, in all of these examples, God took these people forward and not backward. And that is because we're talking about the seven types of giving in the Bible along with the blessing that they invoke or the blessing they bring into the life of the person who takes these uh, avenues of giving very seriously. I want to leave you with Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. Just one verse. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. And thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. God not only saves us and delivers us from sin, He, he not only does that and He reserves an eternal home for us in heaven, He teaches us to profit, not just spiritually in heaven one day, but here now on earth. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. I don't give because God needs my money. I give because I understand the blessing attached to biblical giving, and I need that blessing in my life to carry out His will, purpose, and plan for my life. Now, again, these... These blessings, they're reserved for the child of God. Every time I teach the Bible, I always want to give an opportunity to make sure that everyone watching and listening to my teaching knows how you can become a Christian. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'd like to offer a simple prayer of salvation, that if you would repeat this prayer after me, you can become a Christian. You can know that there's a, a, a place reserved for you in heaven. All you have to do is repeat this prayer out loud after me. Remember, the Scripture says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, I want to give the opportunity to make that confession right now. Just repeat this prayer out loud after me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sin. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. 
and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you prayed that prayer out loud after me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, you are saved, born again, and on your way to heaven. If you prayed that prayer with me, please go to my website at revivalnow.com. Revivalnow.com. You'll find a big red button on the front page that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can do a couple of things. You can, re- you can view some video resources that I've prepared for you to help you get started in your Christian life. And if you fill out your contact information, not only will this ministry pray for you by name, but we'll send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So go to RevivalNow.com, click I Just Got Saved, and follow the prompts from there. Thanks for tuning in and, and joining me for this episode of Spiritual Talk. This episode has been brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email info for Valara at gmail.com. Thanks for uh, watching me with this episode on the seven types of giving in the Bible and the blessing that it brings into your life. I trust that, that you've been blessed through this episode. Tune back in for more episodes uh, as we continue to encourage and equip everyone who wants to know more about what the Bible teaches for our lives. Until then, be blessed in Jesus' name.